0: Hi everybody, Stefan Molin from Freedom Aid Radio. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing better than Europe, which has had a rather exciting couple of days. Significant number of terror attacks. We've had machete attacks. We've had more closures because of terrorist threats. There has been at least one gas attack uh, in Europe. And now, geopolitical tensions escalating rapidly between the Netherlands and Turkey. Now, a little bit of backstory, just so you know what is going on in these geopolitical machinations of doom. There are at least 400,000 Turks living In the Netherlands. Why? Well, uh, they've been there, many of them, for three or four generations. So I think it's fair to say that the uh, integration is not going exactly as planned. So what happened was, of course, uh, in the post-war period, like a lot of Western countries... The uh, population began demanding massive amounts of social welfare programs and the government didn't want to raise taxes to pay for them because that is a little bit too much financial reality for postmodernists and so they began importing workers uh, and the reason for that of course is that when you import workers they start paying taxes right away whereas if you encourage your domestic population to have children then what happens is um, the government has to outlay a lot of money. You know, you've got your daycare, you've got your maternity leave, you've got your pediatricians, your child health care, and so on. And a lot of women will choose to be good moms and not go back into the workforce. So you get fewer taxes from that standpoint. So you need a lot of taxes. And you want to encourage as many women to go into the workforce as possible because that delays them having children, which means the government has to pay less. It also allows them to pay taxes in the workforce rather than the untaxed labor called being a mom, also known as the sustainers of civilization as a whole. So there's this backfill where they bring in a lot of and this has been happening all over the West for the past 50 or 60 years. Um, yeah, you know, when you abandon your focus on reality, many, many bad things happen. Uh, bringing in cheap labor—I don't think that's ever been a problem in any culture before America. So uh, this is just something we have to um, to keep an eye on. So what's happened is there is a referendum coming up in Turkey around granting President Erdogan uh, Erdogan a lot of additional powers as the head of the government and uh, crowds are gathering in, um, what's called the diaspora or the Turkish population in Europe, which is huge, just huge. Germany, home to 1.4 million people who are eligible to vote in Turkey. You know, that's the fourth largest electoral base after Istanbul, Ankara and Izmir. And they're all gathering and they, they're chanting, Erdogan, Erdogan, stand straight, or Allahu Akbar, and other things which um, I'm sure are making here at Wilder's Numbers uh, well go up fairly uh, stratospherically. So what happened? Well, the Dutch government has banned Turkish Foreign Minister Mevlud Kafasolu from attending a rally. This is, uh, was on Saturday in Rotterdam. Uh, and the reason they're doing that is there's pro Erdogan there's anti Erdogan and they don't want the spectacle there's a, there's an election coming up in just a few days the dutch government does not want the spectacle of turks um of opposing factions carrying turkish flags through the streets uh, by the thousands or the tens of thousands they don't want there to be any riots or or problems or attacks or or it just it looks bad for the whole diversity is our strength mantra that the west has been chanting um well, somewhat dangerously for the past 50, 60 years or so. So they don't want the Turkish foreign minister coming in and giving speeches and rabble-rousing uh, the Turks in the Netherlands because they think, I would assume, that they think it looks looks pretty bad. So when the the uh, Dutch government said, no, 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 you can't come here, the foreign minister from Turkey said, uh, to hell with you, I'm going to come anyway because you uh, Europe has to be rid of its, quote, boss-like attitude. You know, these... These dings always seem to lose just a little bit in translation. I'm sure it's really cutting in the original Turkish. So the Turkish foreign minister threatened harsh economic and political sanctions against the Dutch if the government refused him entry and uh, the Netherlands, um, uh, I guess the, the phenomenon is called sudden spine, I said, okay, well, if you're going to go that far, if you can start threatening us with sanctions to hell with that, we're not going to be um, letting you in. And it's you know it's concerns around public order and security, so it withdrew the landing rights from this flight. And he said, and they said, look, once you start threatening sanctions and all that, like we're not going to be um, negotiating any of this. Now, just to get a sense of how strange this could be perceived, I mean, ima- imagine you go to Mexico and you 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 like before the American elections last year, and you set up a giant pro Donald Trump rally and uh, you you ha- you know, make America great again and so on in Mexico City um there might be some maybe some problems as a whole and so erdogan right president erdogan in turkey is calling all of those who won't allow these turkish political rallies in europe he's calling them can you imagine can you guess can you guess can you, we, we really don't have to guess that much do we he's calling them nazis yes he's calling them that. now what's interesting is that uh, president erdogan of turkey is calling Everyone in Europe who won't allow uh, foreign political rallies, right? Turkish political rallies. They're all Nazis. Interestingly enough, foreign political rallies are banned in Turkey. Don't you just find this stuff so grindingly predictable? Also, you know, if, if you if you have the online habit of calling everyone a Nazi who disagrees with you, um, well, you're in good company with the head of Turkey. It makes you wonder what the left has in common with these kinds of regimes. So now it's just... Uh, been breaking today on Sunday, Turkish President Erdogan has called on international organizations to impose sanctions on the Netherlands. And yes, things are escalating just a little bit. A pro-Erdogan paper in Turkey says, well, you see, here's the math for you, my friends. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. He says, well, there are only 48,000 Dutch troops, but we have 400,000 Turks living in Holland. Huh. I wonder if that's a threat. Now, I'm sure they're just showing off their, um, their math skills. Uh, that seems, seems important. So, uh, addressing his rally of supporters, uh, President Erdogan in Turkey retaliated against the decision to stop the Turkish foreign minister from visiting Rotterdam for these uh, political rallies. And he says, Listen, Netherlands, you'll jump once, you'll jump twice, but my people will thwart your game. You can cancel our foreign minister's flight as much as you want, but let's see how your flights will come to Turkey now. Huh. I wonder how many White people in um, the Netherlands are really, really dying to visit Turkey. So he said, they don't know diplomacy or politics. They are Nazi remnants. They are fascists. And fascism, really, really bad. Ruthless suppression of opposing ideologies. Just absolutely terrible. Let's do a, a little bit of a numbers game here. I'll show off my uh, math skills. Um, so let's sit, look at the ratios uh, of what could be considered somewhat politically aggressive actions. Uh, This is just since July 2016. So uh, Turkey, uh, sacked by government decrees. People fired by government decrees, uh, over 128,000. People detained by government decrees, 94,224. Schools, dormitories, and universities shut down, 2099. Academics who've lost their jobs, 7,316. Judges and prosecutors who've been dismissed, 4070 media outlets shut down, 149 journalists arrested in Turkey, 162. This is all in Turkey. The comparable ratios compared to the Netherlands well, it's a division by zero, impossible to calculate because all of those add up to zero in the Netherlands. Which I guess, uh, you know, if you're going to start calling people Nazis and fascists for the ruthless suppression of opposing viewpoints, well, uh, if you're in the Turkish government, they, they might just be, these fascists, these Nazis, might just be a little bit closer than you think. Now, this, um, uh, so less than a day after the foreign minister was prevented from flying to Rotterdam, Turkey's family minister said on Twitter she was being escorted back to Germany. Dun, dun, dun. She said, the world must take a stance in the name of democracy against this fascist act. This behavior against a female minister can never be accepted. Very, very feminist. From Turkey, very, very feminist. This is kind of a... You get it, right? This is kind of like a wolf whistle. This is kind of like a um, a dog whistle call out to the social justice warriors. Woman being oppressed! Because, you see, um, women in Turkey... Boy, Turkey very much dedicated to not oppressing women. Except for a few, you know, a couple asterisks here and there. Uh, women in Turkey still subject to a rape and honor killings. Uh, there are indications, significant indications, of widespread domestic violence against women in the Turkish population. Also widespread occurrence of childhood marriages in Turkey, particularly in the eastern and central parts of the country. But you see, the big problem is what's happening to the Turkish female minister. That is a violation of uh, female rights and integrity. So, so this is the situation that is happening and in a weird way it almost couldn't happen at a better time because we've got the elections coming up with Hedert Wilders in the Netherlands, we've got Marine Le Pen in France, we've got presentations on both of those which we'll link to below. And, um, it is not good optics. You know, I hate to use this sort of marketing terms. It's not really, really good optics for these uh, countries, right? So uh, particularly for the Netherlands, you've got, you know, people uh, chanting Allahu Akbar, waving Turkish flags and so on. Uh, for a brief time, the, um, uh, the Dutch flag was removed from the Dutch embassy uh, in Turkey uh, and so on. So you've got all this stuff going on. And um, at a time when there are significant questions around integration, compatibility between cultures and so on, if you've got three or four generations later, uh, people in the Netherlands still obsessing about referendums occurring in another country, if you've got them waving flags, if you've got them shouting and focusing f- pretty much solely on what's going on in uh, their um, the host country, the country they're, ancestors originally came from. I think that may be a fair indication that diversity is not quite panning out in the way that it was promised. I guess it's panning out in terms of creating social instability and causing conflicts and uh, divisions among the population. It's just not panning out in creating the rich tapestry of different foods and carpets and uh, clothing uh, and music that we can all enjoy. Uh, It seems to me that it's kind of tough to scrub the tribal nature out of certain groups. Now, this is another problem as well of having poor countries next to rich countries. When people from poor countries go to rich countries to, to live or to work or to be on welfare, are they going because they love the values or are they going because there's more money in the rich countries? That's kind of important. It's the difference between dating and kind of having a prostitute as a quote girlfriend, right? If a woman's with you because she loves you, then she's with you because she loves you. If you have to pay for everything and give her money besides, I don't know that you can really call it love. Uh, I guess it has a a different kind of name for that kind of interaction. And this is a big problem when you have a rich country next to a poor country when there's differing ideologies. Are the poor people coming to the rich country because they just love the values of the rich countries or because that's where the money is, uh, that's where the welfare is, that's where the resources are that you can go and get. And of course, once people, you get a significant number of people in a country, particularly if they have access to the welfare state, it creates this kind of moat around the culture that's come in. They don't have to integrate, they don't have to blend in. Um... In America in the 19th century, of course, there was some successful uh, integration, but um, that occurred when there was no welfare state, uh, and that occurred when all of these sort of prop-ups to poorer people weren't available, and uh, even a third of people who came to America in the 19th century didn't like it and moved back. So uh, as far as the nationalist Politicians go in Europe, this uh, is important. It's an important time. It's happening right before this election. When you have ministers from a foreign country flying in to engage hundreds of thousands of local population, or I guess 1.4 million, are just eligible to vote, it's not even the kids, right? 1.4 million in uh, Germany alone. I think there is the sense that there's an otherness kind of in the environment that is not meeting you kind of halfway And this, of course, is very, very important to process, very, very important to understand those of you in Europe who are coming up to the election. This idea that we should have no borders plus a welfare state is something that uh, is um, significantly challenging these days and should be looked at as significantly challenging. And it comes to whether you want to continue to have the culture that you've had or your ancestors grew and developed literally for thousands of years versus if you want this open border stuff, uh, where you're going to get a continued escalation of these kinds of conflicts, the choice really is up to you. Now, I haven't made a strong case here, I understand it for, you know, integration versus non-integration, for assimilation versus non-assimilation, although President Erdogan has told the Turks in um, Europe not to assimilate and um, Given the level of interest in the politics in Turkey by people who are Turks in uh, Russia, that's, uh, sorry, in Europe, that seems to be quite uh, an important statement to, you know, don't, don't assimilate, don't assimilate, don't become Europeans. That's important until we can figure out how to integrate disparate ideologies into one particular area. You know, it's the old thing that if, if you, if you're in a hole and you don't want to go any further down, you have to stop digging. If you get lost, If you get lost, the first thing to do is stop, check your directions, and then figure out where the hell you want to go. Because if you keep heading off in the same direction when you're lost, the odds of you ending up in an untimely death are actually quite significant. So remember that this week and in the coming weeks, Europe, my friends, it is your choice and remains so for now.